John Ballard is the Scotsman who moved to Sweden and quickly became a Swedish pop star. He competed two years in a row in the Swedish Melodifestivalen during the 80s, but has never since been allowed to participate again. Despite several attempts and huge successes around the world with his music. In November 2021 we had a long conversation and I have divided it into two sections. This is the second part where we focus on his five chumps in Eurovision as a lyricist. We get to know some songs that never went, listen to legends about what it is like to compete for countries like Russia and Azerbaijan as a totally random selection of the countries he has represented, what happens behind the scenes, how a lot of money has been invested, how the relationship is today between him and Filip Kirkorov, and why he has not participated with lyrics since 2018, despite the fact that his former colleagues have. This is Eurovision Legends with some surprising thunder and lightning, and I'm your weather reporter, Emil Lefström. Obviously, it was pointless for you to submit songs to Sweden, but you have competed in Eurovision five times for other countries. Yeah. Yeah. Azerbaijan, Greece, Moldova and twice for Russia. Yeah. If we begin talking about Azerbaijan in 2013, yeah. the song was composed by Dimitris Kontopoulos yeah. and lyrics by you and uh, yeah. Ralph Charlie. Yeah. I nearly said Ralph Siegel there. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> that's one of few songs he's never been involved with, I think. Um, do you remember the title of the song? Well, Hold Me. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Tell me, good. how did you get involved in this project? Um, I was asked by a Swedish uh, uh, Keith Angren hmm? at Scandinavian Songs. Yeah. If I was interested in in uh, working together with uh, some they some different artists, different companies, and um, he then all of a sudden I got a few songs from Dimitris, where where <laughs> actually I would have loved to be able to play you some of these songs because you <laughs> you'd be laughing for about two weeks I think uh, because Dimitris cannot sing. Okay. I mean, and I mean, he cannot sing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and uh, you get uh, something like you know, um, I mean, it's all over the place with the number of, of syllables. So so, but anyway, uh, he sent me two or three songs. I wrote lyrics to them all, and then he came back and he said to me, John, I'm going to be honest with you. He said, the the as a Bajan's committee, they have had three very well-known American songwriters in Azerbaijan for one month at the hotel. And all they've been doing is writing lyrics for some of the songs. And and one of the songs is is Hold Me. And he said, uh, you've totally nailed this. You mean like, hold me, just unfold me. Give me love, make me whole. You know, I mean... If you, if you, I'm British, and that, that words like hold me, just unfold me, you know, you've got to be a Brit to be able to kind of write that kind of line, I think. Hold me, just unfold me, unshame my soul, give me love, make me whole. Hold me, if it's only for this moment. So they loved it anyway and said, you know, can we, you know, is it okay? We'll, we'll, we'll enter a song and we'll use your lyrics. You know, as far as I was concerned, I don't even remember. I know he came sick. I don't remember who won now. 2013, wasn't it? Denmark won. Uh, Only teardrops. That's right. That's a good song. I, th- I think he was devastated, Farid Mamadov. He was so sad that he didn't win because he was so convinced and he was a loads of people's favourite. Uh, even Krista Bjorkman said to me, John, that, that song should have won. That was a great, great song. 
and he did a great performance and you know with the glass box with the whole presentation everything was was uh, was really nice but it but it didn't but uh, I had a great week. Do you know if the song only was sent to Azerbaijan? Uh, or did Dimitri send it to several countries? No, no. I think he had to deal with Azerbaijan. The way the way it works with Dimitris is is that for example, I know months in advance, for example, with with Sergei Lazarov, with you're the only one, uh, I knew regardless of whether they have a, a local competition on or not. I know that that's that's the one that's that's going to get them through. That's at least the information that I've been given. Because as I said, as I said earlier, um, not with hold me and not with you're the only one. It's very tiring. That you know, I'll write the lyric and I think this is a good lyric for the song. Is this who's singing it and whatever there. Um, then I'll get back. Okay, we like it, but could you like another lyric? And okay, I'll do that. And then even if I write ten different lyrics, at the end of the day, they always choose the first one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so annoying, you know. Um, and the other thing is writing for these that people don't understand. Writing for Russia, Azerbaijan, is that you you can only use a specific kind of word. You can't uh, use the word moon because they can't say moon. Moon, it'd be moon, moon or something. You know, they okay. they don't like it. Yeah. It's got to be words that that's finished with a like, you know, happy day, a or a sky. You understand? Yeah. Big mouth, open vocals. So you've got to adjust your your lyrics to to the singer. The song "Hold Me" ended second, and not long after the result was published, rumors of a bribery and voting fraud began to flourish that Azerbaijan tried to cheat itself into a prominent position, which is a rumor that has popped up many times when it comes to Azerbaijan. Do you remember this? I remember hearing about it, but I have—I don't think that's true at all. But because I, I think, had that even been the case, then then I still think it would have done. One, two, or three, anyway. What I can say with Azerbaijan and and Russia is why I'm not really that interested in in maybe continued writing for them because these countries, in particular, a Scotsman living in Sweden, they don't want me to write the lyrics. Really, mm-hmm. why? Well, uh, in the in the all the rehearsals and everything there, I'm in the green room. You're sitting there now. But when it comes to the final, there's always a a Russian politician or or a, a Russian, uh, you know, well-known finance man. They're going to sit in the green room, not you, because uh, they they've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars or euros in the whole production. I mean, Sergei Lazarov. I think that there's something like. 20 people involved in him around him coaches and dance coaches and clothes and makeup and hair backing vocalists and you know i mean there's, so they don't want the they don't want they don't want you know a writer it's not the same in every country but it's the same in quite a few countries actually uh, unless you're um, maybe in some countries that Gerson has written like 10 songs for or 15 yeah. songs for he yeah. can sit there but not not if you're uh, a John Ballard from Scotland that's not going to happen hmm. bad uh In 2014, you teamed up with Dimitris Kontopoulos again and Ralph Charlie, but also Gerard James Borges and the flamboyant Philip Kirkorov and competed for Russia. Yeah. What can you tell me about this collaboration? What song was this? Is this for Shine. You? Shine. Um, <sighs> what's the... <laughs> is, If is I say that... that the song was sung by the follicle conjoined Tolmashevi sisters, who yeah. had won the Junior Eurovision Song Contest in yeah. 2006... Yeah. Yeah. And I must ask, who came up with this idea about the hair gimmick? Well, it wasn't me. I would have loved to be a fly on the wall in that brainstorm heating. <laughs> we, we tied them together with hair. <laughs> yeah, it's hairy, isn't it? It's hairy, yeah. <laughs> hairy, scary. Um, once, once again, once, once again, you know, there's so, as regards... The Russian whole setup. Yeah, they they vary each second year. You know, they you've got TV one, and then the next year it's TV two or whatever that is. And yeah. and they get people, they get people to come in and finance the whole thing there. Um, I think for that song there, I can't remember how many lyrics I sent, but believe you me, 
No less than 20 lyrics I sent to that to that song, and they ended up using basically exactly what what the, I know what I wrote. What the other people have written, I must say, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> There's your answer. I have yeah. no idea. Uh, politics. This is the thing, Emil. I think I think you've got to remember. T- t- this this is going back five or six years of that. But today it's very very common. Me as a songwriter, just to up to date. I don't know how involved you on that, but the trend today is that I've written a song, so I've got my lyrics, I've got all my melodies, I've got my bridge, my middle eight, everything's finished. Yeah. And I go to a production company and say, right, and I want here are the chords, and I want you know to to do that. The common thing is today they'll say, yeah, sure, we'll do that and we want such, such. But then they want half the copyright. Yes, yes, yeah. So the song could be, here's a song, Moonshine, written by John Ballard, Amy Livstrom, Callie Franzon and Peter Bett. But yeah. to be honest, that's not the way it's turned out. And I, I'm not I'm not a big fan of that, to yeah. be honest with you. I don't think that's right. Unless unless you come with a with a hook yeah. that... that um, you know, you should you should do this or you should do that. Fair enough. Since I have this podcast, I have actually been offered to to pitch songs to artists, and they had told me we sign that you have um, written the lyrics for the song. Yeah. So I know yeah. this is very common, sadly. Yeah, I don't know. How, I don't know how how, uh, how common it is in in other countries. I've no idea, but I th- I think there are there are other ways of doing this, and the other ways of doing it is. And which I have done in the UK. I've said, right, okay, I'll, I'll write this song. And as regards who wrote the song, it'll only say me. But you can have another agreement saying that if this song earns a hundred thousand krona, yeah, uh, then twenty percent of that will go to you. You can do that. But I don't think people have caught on to that yet. Um, everyone who has watched Eurovision in 2014 remembers that they were booed on stage during their performance. And also yeah. when they got points, which of course had nothing to do with them or the song, but with the country they represented. Was this something you talked about beforehand, that they might not be well received? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I must say, yeah. I'm uh, sad that politics... Uh... And and uh, the, the only thing I can say there is the fact that they got to seventh place as a result, despite all the bad feelings from the audience and from people that I think was a relief for the people behind the, the act and the song. You know, it's, it's uh, I think that was a bit on. A bit un- unfair because uh, 2016. I mean, the the Ukraine they won the the, the competition purely because of politics. So I mean, wow, it should work both ways, really. But that's uh, sad. I don't, I don't like when when politics come come into the news. But I think, I think, I mean, look at the look at the UK. I mean, the UK because and now that they've left the Euro- European market, they're always going to be last. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I know the UK haven't had, had the best songs, but th- there's no way that they should be last every time, you know. Yeah. 
every year delegations from several countries always get political questions. I think of example Israel, Russia, Ukraine, Belarus, Azerbaijan. And I wonder if you have gotten, I mean, have you gotten a lot of shit because you wrote songs and competed for countries with some problematic political backgrounds? No, I haven't had any shit, but but I can say I can say that amongst my colleagues and friends, when I originally told them, you know, uh, for example, that okay, I've written the lyrics for "Hold Me" for Azerbaijan, and it came second, the the automatic answer reply would be, Azerbaijan, how bloody difficult can it be? You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. there was no status, no credit. Uh, has your career dropped so far down the hill, John, that you've got to earn a living by writing songs for Azerbaijan and Russia? You know, that's basically there. The, but they, there you go. And, and uh, as you know, having been at a few of these um, finals in you know, Copenhagen, Malmö, etc., I mean, it's like it's like the World Cup in football. I mean, Jesus, it's serious, serious, serious business, you know. But there you go. The year after you didn't participate in Eurovision, but do you know if you submitted songs, for example, to Polina Gagarina, who represented Russia or any other country? <clears throat> yes, I did. I had uh, I had a, a whole bunch of songs that I collaborated with uh, Scandinavian songs, three songs. So we we sent quite a few songs to to different to different countries, um, uh, and some of them. I was in the last, for the UK actually, I was in like the last eight or something like that a couple of times two years ago mm-hmm. um, with the BBC. Um, oh, what's the name of that? There's one song. I'll try and find it for you. It just came back to me now that the 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 BBC, the A&R people for the BBC, John, said, John, this is absolutely fantastic. This is our favourite, our favourite, our favourite. Um, but what they do then, it's like the Britain's Got Talent kind of thing, like the X Factor. What they did was they took six people from the X Factor and they gave them a song. So they got to choose from the last eight or ten songs or 12 songs, 12 songs it was, sorry. They got to choose, the, the six people, they got to choose their favourite to sing. And none of them chose our song, so we didn't actually get to the last TV sent thing okay. uh, which was which was amazing and i think the reason for it was it was a big song and it, it really required a, a, a big vocal yeah and uh none of them had that really big vocal they, this this the you know a lot of people that sing they want to show you that they can sing rather than actually perform they hold the notes too long etc etc i'm sure you've, you're aware of that i, I can find, i have a map somewhere with uh with songs that we sent over the years through um uh Selection panels. Yeah, but the only thing is there that I'm slightly into some songs. I think I think are still good. <laughs> that I don't want you to. As soon as you send them on your pod, then I can't use them. <laughs> uh, exactly, but I can hear them. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Thunder and lightning, it's getting exciting. We are yeah, moving well, forward to 2016 when you again yeah. participating as a lyricist yeah, for Russia yeah. together with the same team. Yeah. This is my absolute favorite song from Eurovision history. Wow. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Emil. I love this song. Yeah, it's a great and he's a great he's a great singer as well. He's guy. a gorgeous singer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This song was titled You're the Only One. Yeah. And Sergei Lazarev. That's a man that gets all the male Eurovision fans by the senses tingling too, I believe. Yeah, sure. How many different lyrics did you write for that song? Uh, I was going to say one, but there was one, and then there was there was some discussions. Originally, Dimitris and them they didn't like the thunder and lightning. It's getting exciting. Mm-hmm. They thought it was cheesy, and uh, I didn't agree because I thought. That's what people are going to remember. Yeah. I mean, you're the only one that's probably used in hundreds of songs. Exactly. But And that line, thunder and lightning is getting exciting, right? It has been used before in a Scottish folk song from the 18th century or something, 17th century. <laughs> Just thunder and lightning. And not it's getting exciting, but thunder and lightning. And then there was something and it rhymed with exciting. Yeah. Or something else, I can't remember. But the thunder and lightning. Thunder and lightning, it's not that. Da, 
into the park, a thunder and lightning, it's no lark. And and I remembered that and I thought, that's that's great, because that's the in that song, that's the only bit I remember. Yeah. On that on that Scottish folk song. And you need something there's so many languages and so many you know, the English language, everybody does that, but, but thunder and lightning, it's like really strong. And uh, so we, we got Dimitri, uh, we got Sergei to sing it with the demo lyrics and, and they he loved it. So there wasn't, there'd be, I, I've got my notes somewhere, but there wasn't, there was absolutely no way that I wrote like, you know, five or six or 10 different lyrics to that song. I, I heard that pretty quickly. And that's, that's, that's what they went for. Well, you're the only one, the only song your team sent in. Uh, for him, I think there were two songs, to be honest. Um, Wasn't it three songs? Maybe maybe there was, but I think there was two songs that I was involved with. Do you have any titles? Yes, I believe that the songs that were submitted that you have written the lyrics for was You're the Only One, Yesterday and On the Other Side. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Sorry, I'd, forgot, I'd forgotten about On the Other Side. You're right. Nothing ever feels the same I'm reaching out to hold your hand Taught me how to love again Been running blind in no man's land Feeling like a hurricane Say, Emil, you're very well informed how you get all this information. I'm a big fan, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, but but for me, You're the Only One was, was the best song. Ah, uh, totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. Was this song sent to other countries as well, or only Russia? I'm not 100% sure of this, but I know that Dimitris, because Dimitris asked me, and I sent in a couple of songs I'm unsure whether it was "Hold Me" or "You're the Only One," but I know that the the song that there were discussions, ongoing discussions with Krista Bjorkman and uh, Dimitris, because Dimitris didn't he he was he felt that he was only working with um, Russians and Azerbaijan and Greece, and he wanted to try getting a foot with Swedish writers and and uh, number one get a song in the Swedish. Swedish Melody Festival, but we never really got there. Do you know who? Do you know who sang on the song? If it was sent to uh, the Swedish committee, was it Sergei? Um, or is uh, there a demo version of the song that someone else sing? No, I think I, I've only heard it with with uh, Sergei. Uh, a rumor said that I have heard a little bird whispered in my ear and said that uh, Elena Paparizo was offering this song too. I've also heard that rumor, but to be honest with you, that was, I only heard that rumor after that we were finished with the, the, the lyrics. And I know that her name came up a few times. Demetrius sent me some other songs that I wrote lyrics to that were offered to her, but she never accepted them. So I, I don't know.
Yeah, I would be surprised if that's the case because uh, uh, Sergei and his whole crew and Dimitri's crew, you know, there's three or four of them, when they've decided to work with an artist, they seem very loyal. I think they're getting paid quite well as well to make yeah. sure that that, you know, that they, they focus on the one. I know that, for example, when I was going to write something for Moldavia, my lucky day there, I, I know that I was I was told... You know, you, you should not write songs this year. If you're writing something for Doradas, or, uh, then you shouldn't be writing anything for Russia. Okay. So there was a there was a, a competition going on there. How did uh, Dimitris present the song for you? I mean, the only you're the only one on a demo. Yeah. With him singing. How did that sound? Well, I. I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm sitting in front of my computer now, and I'm kind of tempted to. To, to, I don't want to, and I don't want to start in case I break the the connection here. But I will, I will check and uh, <laughs> for your own ears, ears yes, for your please. own ears. If yeah. I find something, then yeah. then I can. I, I've got I've got a couple of maps here. I think you'll be. I think you'll give give me even more credit for the songs when you hear. <laughs> 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 when you hear and I think that. we are going to be best friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I must ask, um, um, early on, the song You're the Only One aroused as a favorite to win, according to the betting odds. And I remember the first time I heard the song, and I thought it was so extremely powerful, and uh, with a valid music video. How much money do you think was invested in this project? Because it looked on stage like a billion rubles. Yeah. All I can say, it was breathtaking. The, the, nobody had ever used that technique before. Um, yeah, I do know that uh, on a couple of the practice rounds, Sergei actually fell. Yep, I remember that. Uh, uh, um, uh, and uh, I think, I think, I think the, that, that question is almost impossible to, to ask because, you know, uh, I know that the, the first video we did for It's a Beautiful Life, um, that cost and that when, when is that 1996 96. i was gonna say seven years uh and i, I mean that cost a million kroner oh in in 96 and yeah. it was never used <laughs> never the first video we did was never used okay so you mean um, that there's two videos of yeah okay yeah, because the band just didn't like it mm-hmm. they didn't like it and uh to be honest with you if you had you told me it was worth uh you know, if you told me it was worth uh, two hundred fifty thousand, I would have said that's too much. Yeah. But <laughs> but they. So I, I have no idea. All I can say is that the 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 Russians, in particular the Russians, um, it's so organised uh, and uh, you know every day it's up. It's uh, song coaching. It's song exercises. It's this. It's that. It's, it's so. It's so organized. It's it's like a it's like a big big corporate company. It's it must cost. I've no idea. I've no idea. I really have no idea. I know that you know Sagaina. I have Sagay's number, but even if when any time I've tried to call them, it's just you you don't get through, or it's you get a Russian voice saying something and you leave messages. And so you can't. The way you can do it in the UK, I can you know approach an artist and say, this is a song. You know, there it's, it's it's like five guys you got to go through before you get to to Sergei. Yeah. But but once again, what's his, what's the big guy? I keep on forgetting his name. The big uh, Russian guy who's like two meters something. What's his what's his name? Philip Kirikorov. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he's a very special guy. Uh, you can tell that he's paying for something anyway. He's financing a lot of a lot of uh, and the deal. The deal, the deal, the bottom deal is there, like you're saying, you know, and the, the guys who are financing everything, they decide who's going to be in the green room. They decide which lyrics they're going to use. 
Fair enough. I think the Beatles probably had it the same way as well. So I don't know. But were you paid accordingly? What I get is I get to keep my publishing rights. So my publishing company owns half the rights of the song, and I own my share of the lyrics. Okay. Whatever yeah. I've done. Some songs I've written them all. Some songs. Um, I've written them all, but I don't get the all. I get half, kind of thing, you know. That, but that's the that's the way it is, and and that, that that's not particular to the, the Eurovision Song Contest. That's particular. I can I can mention ten big names that I've written lyrics for, and sometimes I'm not even mentioned, but I get a royalty. Yeah, you know that's the way it is. What was it like to work with Sergei Lazarev? Nice, lovely guy, lovely guy, great singer, very professional. He was actually. Of that team, the whole team of you know people around him, um, he was the coolest guy of them all. I liked him more, most of all. Lovely guy. What is it to work with Philip Kirkorov then? Very cold relationship. Very cold. He's he's as I say, he doesn't value whoever's writing the lyrics. Isn't really important, unfortunately. After a nerve-wracking voting, Russia ended third, even though you won the televotes. I know you have opinions about the outcome. Please share them, and don't hold back. <laughs> don't hold back. No, I, I think I think it's I think it's nonsense. I think it's total nonsense. Uh, as far as I understand and recall, there are four or five different prizes that you can win that week. And as far as I've been informed, I think we won everything apart from the final winning of the competition because of the. The, I can't remember now. I tried to, but wasn't a question of uh, the jury didn't give didn't give the song enough points. I exactly. think. I think. Yeah, the jury ignored. You're the only one. Yeah, which is. Uh, I think. I think it's sad to be honest with you. So. Uh, so you. What everybody's saying then is that you cannot take away the political factor. Yeah. You cannot. It's impossible, and that's the way it's going to be for a long time. I think. Despite this. You didn't give up, and the year after you were back, and this time for Greece. Yeah, Greece had decided to send the singer Demi yeah. uh, as the representative, and she competed with three songs in a some kind of national final where all That's three it. songs were composed by Dimitris Kontopoulos, and yeah. two songs had lyrics by you. Do you remember how many songs you worked with for this project? <laughs> The, this is one of the the times when I, I think if I've ever been close to a heart attack, it's probably with this song here because um, uh, the song was okay. It was an okay song, and uh, the lyrics they wanted were were no. This was this was ridiculous. I think that you know I said to them after this, I, I, if it's going to be like this, I, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna write anymore because I think and you may think this. I'm not telling the truth. I think I wrote up to 80 different lyrics for this song and when it all came back to the start they basically chose the, the first lyrics that I had written which is which is ridiculous really this is the Contopoulos has said to me, John Ballard, you're not the best lyricist in the world, but you are the quickest. <laughs> <laughs> He has sent me songs where the singer is standing in the studio and they're going to sing something, yeah. and they're not happy with the lyrics. And he'll send me, John, and I'll say, just send me the instrumental, or just send me the, the song with somebody going. Da da di 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 da di da da di 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 da. No, no lyrics. Don't give me, don't give me anything. I don't want to hear it. And uh, 25 minutes later, I've sent him a lyric, and he said, "Wow, that's great. We'll use that." <laughs> so that's to say, you know, that's that's the way. And it, I'm, if you you're involved in music yourself, Ian. But sometimes I'm working on a Swedish song at the moment, for example. I think I've been writing the lyrics for this song for like five months, and I'm not finished because I want it to be meaningful. You know, it's yeah. got to mean something. It's, it's not just 
the nice lyrics that run off the the tongue they've actually got to mean mean something and you know when you've you've hit an, a nice like in you know hold me hold me just unfold me give me love make me whole you know that works and that that, that will always work on the console so when it got to writing that was with demi and and uh, you know i was actually quite pleased I didn't really believe in the song. I was quite pleased when it made it to the final. Uh, my my favourite ended second in the national final when the morning comes. Yeah. And that was my favourite. Well, I, I'd agree with that. I thought that was a better song. Eurovision in 2017 was held in Kiev. Were you there? Yeah. Nope. No, I didn't go there. The song was received quite lukewarm by the Eurovision audience and it was not high on any betting lists. No. And that didn't surprise you at all? No. How often do you say no to write lyrics for a song, for example, composed by Dimitris Kontopoulos or from other composers? Um, Well, to be honest with you, it depends how it's presented to me. With Demi's song, that was as far as as far as the information that I got from Demetrius and from Greece was that they want her to to win and they want her to 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 take the place. So you're guaranteed a place in the final. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I must I must say that if I get that, you're guaranteed to be in the final. Then it's just up to me to try and write as good a lyric as I can. I will be honest with you and say that that I have also. When I feel the songs maybe aren't the strongest songs in the world, then I've also come and, come and given them some other suggestions. But they, 99 times out of 100, they refuse because they want to to write the songs themselves. And uh, yeah, I, I, I can I can appreciate appreciate that. But um, so th- there are quite a few songs that I've written for Dimitris where he has other. But it's nothing to do with the, the the Eurovision Song Contest. It's artists that, and quite a few from Greece actually. He's had a few, and a few from some other places. I can't remember at the moment. But he'll just say, "John, I need a lyric on this song. We're going to release a single by this artist." And I've said, "Yeah, go for it." And I'll 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 just send him a lyric. Sometimes even with a, a song, and I, I get the suggestion that you know, Demetrius is a is a businessman as well. He's Sometimes he's he's making a production and selling a master tape to somebody, and he wants a lyric. Uh, but um, I haven't done as much as that. I've been I've been I've, I've been a bit more particular the last couple of years, to be honest with you, because uh, you know it'd be nice to it been even if though the UK came last, it would be nice to have written something for the UK. Yeah, yeah. We've had we've been very very close a few times with other countries. Um, in their melody festival, but we haven't. You've got to win, as you know. You, you, second, nobody's a waste of time. You've got to win to get to the final. Has there been any song competing in Eurovision that you have been asked to write lyrics for, but not done, or had done, or your version has been rejected? Uh, no, not that I, not that I know of. Uh, Actually, uh, we sent about five or six songs to the UK over two or three years. And I said, you must remember that the rules, if I've got the rules right, is that if I send in songs to the Melody Festival, then I can't send them to other countries, which is a strange rule, I think, yeah. because that's that's been restricted. So, And sometimes when I've been, as I say, I will send you a couple of uh, of mp3s uh, songs that i felt that wow this this was this this is going to really work and i've only sent it to the to stockholm because i felt that this this is going to make it and it hasn't then i thought shit i should have i should have sent it to to a few other countries instead there 
The last time you competed in Eurovision was in 2018, and this time for Moldova. Yeah. And this time the song wasn't composed by a partner in crime, Dimitris Kontopoulos, but Filip Kirkorov. Yeah. Uh, What can you tell us about the happy pill, My Lucky Day? (laughs) Um, I I like the band. I had some discussions with Kokorov there because I didn't think... This is the this is the part here. I wrote the lyrics. There was a there's a happy band, but my criticism of the, the way they they arranged the song was, I think that we should have had you know this will be my lucky day. That that should have been more in focus. Have it earlier in the song. I think they only used the phrase my lucky day something like four or six times or something in the whole song, which is too little. It's too little. But they would not listen. And I, I've sent mail after mail. I said, please, please, please. It, it's it's going to do okay, but it could do so much better if if you give the you know the the audience from the first listening they've got to remember the, the hook, my lucky day. But they didn't change it. And Demetrius, this is what getting back to it, you know Demetrius who produced it. Yeah. Everything. He, he, I said, could you please put this forward? And the answer basically you get back is, John, you write the lyrics. Be happy with, be happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> Did Philip Kirkorov sing the demo when you first heard it? No, no. Was it instrumental? Uh, I can't, I can't. Oh, at the top of my head, it was definitely not Philip Kirkorov. Uh, um, I think it was, I think it was Dimitris who sang the. the yeah, but what I get is I, I call it country lyrics, you know, country text. Yeah. It's like, you know, don't you intend you with you find fine in the sky, you know, it's just all humble jumble. And uh, what I've taught Demetrius is that if your verse if your verse is four lines and the first line is eleven syllables and the second line is nine, and then you've got eleven syllables and twelve, then your next verse must also be the same amount of syllables. Uh, and he, he never understood that really. And I said, but you, that's the way it's got to be. You can't change. It gets too complicated for people. If they're going to hum, they're going to sing along, then it must be the same kind of like, my lucky day, my lucky day. It's four. You can't change it. Or you've got to, this will be my lucky day seven, you know. Moldova and the 10th with my lucky day. And to be honest with you, I thought it was placed better before I checked the results yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Have you been in contact with Filip Kirkorov since 2018? No, no. I, I, I have no idea what they're there. I, I, I have, I, I, I'm still in contact with Dimitris, you know, through Facebook and, and different things like that. And I see that he's he's working a lot with with like you know newer younger talent i think i think they they have some kind of setup where this company he works for they provide a package you know you can get a song the studio the mixing the production the master song lessons a video you know a whole package that they that they that they do for that as i say I, i've no idea what he's doing for this coming i haven't heard anything so i've no idea but they usually as far as getting my involvement, they usually come to me in, let's say, January, beginning of January, February, because they've... Uh, they've uh, they know you write the lyrics in 25 minutes. <laughs> well, that, that, I'll tell you what, if it's a good song and you get a feeling for it, you can do it very quickly because, the, because there, are, there are only X amount of words. And, and what, they, what they want is, it's so funny, what they always want is, John, John, this is a great song, we can, but you must provide an original lyric, you know, original. And I say, Demetrius, how original is original? Well, and then they'll say, you cannot use words like miracle, voices. And then I say, okay, fine. And they'll give me a few other words. Love, they're not too particular about the word. But then, I mean, take Sweden's entry for last year. It's voices and it's yeah. million. And yeah. it's, I mean, it's, it's miracles. It's like yeah. all yeah. the words, it's the same words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
So, so thunder and thunder and lightning was quite original, I must say. I know you competed in Denmark 2019 with the song "Dancing with You in My Heart." How many That's more right. countries have you submitted to? You think? Ooh, I don't know. Oh, we're so close now. It'll be a minute longer. Just hold out. I can feel us getting stronger. many actually to be honest with you because uh, our focus has been number one as I said which is sad our focus has been on Sweden uh, I think we've I think I've got you know I know everybody thinks that but being part of the the, the whole circus so many times I believe that from 1984 until now I reckon there's at least been six to ten songs that haven't made it that I think could have won it yeah Uh, I must say that, and uh, the explanation I've had from Christer and SVT is that the song these days has only 25% importance. It's 25% if it's a well-known artist or not. It's another 25% the people that are backing it, uh, you know, the, the whole production team and the label that's going to be paying for a lot of the travel and and rehearsals and different things like that. You know, so. Yeah, maybe uh, you know, and I think that we're coming into more and more, more and more production uh, for for every year. But but there there you go, there you go. I think I think you know I'm in touch with a lot of companies in the UK, and I think the UK finally it's taken. But the more it'd be really interesting to see how this goes because when people like Adele and was it Louis Capaldi and they did that. The big, big hits are songs basically with a piano. If you've only got a piano, you've got to have a bloody good voice and a bloody good lyric. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. There you go. Uh, Dimitris has competed four more times. It would have been five if the competition was not cancelled last year. But the new lyricist for his songs has instead been Sharon Vaughan. Why not you? I think. I think. Um, I know the reason for that, uh, Emil, and that is because. The last time I was there, with with half an hour before, you're told that you cannot sit in the green room. Yeah, I basically told them to fuck off. Well said. <laughs> so. Uh... <laughs> well said. That's why I didn't go to Kiev uh, to 2018 because I knew, and they, they already told me before that you know we can get your pass and you can be in for the. The repetitions, and you can be in for the rehearsals, and you can be in for the for, for maybe the semi-final, maybe. But even if it gets to the final, there's no way you're going to be sitting in the green room. So there you go. So and the other the other thing is, if if I write the whole lyric, then I want to be represented for the whole lyric. Of course. Simple as simple as that. So, so I've done done this too, so many times, and and you know I, I've I've done okay with you, 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 at the end of the day. You think about it in years to come. I want if you, if if I, if you in twenty five years, Emil said, "Oh yeah, that's the oh, and this lyric was John Ballard and uh, Dimitris Kontopoulos or Philip that that." And and I'm what I'm telling you is it's me. It's yeah. nobody else. Yeah. Then then I want it, I want you to know that. Yeah. But once again, I'm not the only one in this situation, Emil. Believe you me, this this uh, this it happens every day to somebody. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that it is right. Uh, what are you doing today in your life, John? Uh, today, my, I still run my studios. Although the last year, because of the pandemic, has been a catastrophe, of course, for yeah. all music studios. Um, I have done something that you have no idea what I do about, and it's been a lot of fun. It came after Bubbles finished. I had a lot load of kiddies songs 
Now, by kiddie songs, I mean songs like Rock the World. I was contacted by a company called Funky Kids. Mm-hmm. Funky Kids uh, provide dance lessons for about 18 to 20,000 kids between the ages of three, four to 12. Different, different, yeah, there. And they contacted me and said, John, 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 you know, we've been playing your songs, Rock the World and Happy Girl, and you know, we need more songs. And I said, well, okay, I can write some songs for you. So I've just finished last week, album number 23. Okay. I've written 22 albums <laughs> with kids' songs. Okay. And they are exquisite to the company Funky Kids. Yeah. So so they're not on Spotify or there's the occasional one on YouTube there. So of 100 songs, maybe five or six are cover songs, but done with a modern beat. And the rest I've basically written. And uh, that is now going to be presented. The whole Funky Kids theme is being presented in Norway, Finland, Denmark, UK and America. So it could be a really big, big thing for for me. Now I have things to do. <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go. The other, the other thing is that, and it's not confirmed. So, so, but I can tell you that I'm I'm writing two or three uh, songs that are part of a coming, hopefully next year, a coming musical. I always ask my guests as the last question, who they think I shall invite to the podcast? Who do you suggest? Who? Well, what? Uh, you've already mentioned his name. Why don't you ask Bert Carlson? Well, I have actually talked to him in uh, in the Swedish podcast uh, once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But is he is he especially good in English? No. Oh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for this long and great chat, John. I hope I haven't bored you with all my thousand questions. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. You, you've impressed me with your knowledge, Amy. And I hope to meet you someday. I mean, we live almost next door to each other and I would love to see your studios. Open invitation. Just give me a call. Let me know when you want to come by and you can come into the studio and have a have a look and look at all the Ace of Base records that I've got there, all the gold and platinum records there. Lovely. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Bye-bye, Emil. Thank you. Thank you.